Hello, and welcome to the Zakutaku Podcast, where we journey through each Gundam series in the order that they were released. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined today with my co-hosts, Jose and Garcil, as we take a look at the first of three compilation films for 1979's Mobile Suit Gundam. Enjoy. <laughs> so I think we're going to dedicate this round to talking about, I think it'd be best to go over like an introduction of like how how familiar we are with Gundam because there is levels <laughs> here. That and, is very true. And the first half and then kind of look at and discuss the only available Mobile Suit Gundam media we could possibly get our hands on, which was a English dub version of the compilation films, starting with part one and then doing the rest on a different day. And then we'll decide how we'll do actual series at a later date. Yeah, it might be it might be a whole series, like part one, part two, because most of them do have a part one and part two. Um, and then or just have an entire sequel series like Zeta Gundam and ZZ Gundam. Yeah, and then also probably going to do with most of the OVAs since they're pretty good. Doesn't see have like a shit ton of OVAs. Well, I don't know. If we'll, we'll we'll see how how much we enjoy Seed. <laughs> Spoiler: <laughs> We're not big fans of Seed. <laughs> I, I've never watched Seed, so so I guess that's where that's kind of a that's kind of a good lead into the first part of the topic, which is how how familiar we are. I guess I'll start by saying that I first got into it kind of early, earlier than I think you guys maybe. G Gundam was airing on Toonami. Power. I don't even know when that was, but I liked it, and I kind of just watched it when it was on and then stopped watching Gundam up until I think high school when I kind of got back into it and then rewatched G Gundam went on to double O and then from there just continued to watch most of the non universal century Gundams. And then I kind of dabbled into the universal century Gundam, but I didn't start with mobile suit. Gundam. <laughs> I started, I think with unicorn actually into UC. So it's a pretty convoluted so i'd like to watch them all in kind of a linear yeah a linear way in order so that's that's where i kind of started well i'll go next i i I guess i started earlier than you since i i started with wing i don't remember anything from wing but that's where i started i did go on to cg and then that that's it that's all up until like you i i started again with those or double o and then stopped again until you, you guys recommended Iron-Blooded Orphans. I think G was actually before Wing. I thought Wing... G is Yeah, it was. In Japan, but Wing premiered here first. Oh. Here in the United States, uh-huh. for anybody that doesn't know where we're from. Also, for the record, this is our first podcast, so... Yeah, this is the first episode of our first podcast. Yeah, we don't necessarily have a perfect structure. Yeah, getting our feet wet. We literally agreed to this last week. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> we didn't even know we were going to record today. With the with the whole uh, situation around the world right now, it's kind of good to be able to to talk to people. I mean, I haven't heard you guys in like what months. Anyway, when it comes to my experience with Gundam, uh, it's actually it kind of starts off like yours did, Mark. Um, I remember that I had I would catch G Gundam airing. I think it was on Toonami at the time. Occasionally, um, like when I was a kid. And 
I didn't even watch it that, like, I didn't pay attention to it extremely well, but I do remember seeing bits and pieces of it, and I did remember that I enjoyed it. So when I grew up, like, I kind of thought, like, that that was the only background that I had in terms of Gundam, so that's, I just kind of thought, like, they were, like, like combat fighters, like martial, art, martial artists, when there was, you know, actually a lot more to it. And uh, I did not watch that, I didn't watch any Gundam at all, after that, uh, not until not until earlier this year, yeah, that Mark uh, told me to watch Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> yeah, and he told me to watch Iron Blooded Orphans. I thought it was godlike, and uh, I just you know I really got interested in it, and I really started trying you know to ask for recommendations and to watch what to watch next. So after that, Mark told me to watch Double O. I watched Double O. Um, and then I watched, uh, I started that Char's Counter-Attack one, but I haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through, after that I just randomly jumped to Unicorn and I'm about halfway through that. And, uh... One hell of an order. After <laughs> the, yeah, after, <laughs> after that I, I'm where we're at right now with the, the movie. And I just finished it actually, like... Probably like less than an hour ago. Oh my god! At least you're more up to date than all of us. All right. I finished watching it <laughs> earlier in the week. Yeah, I finished watching it a few days ago, yesterday maybe. I don't remember. So, speaking of that movie, yes. So my my biggest um, fear was that the art style and the animation was going to be such a distraction that it, it was going to be hard to watch. But I think. It was fine in those regards, but the dub we got a hold of is a little... A little <laughs> it was bad. a little sketchy. Yeah. We had a few mispronunciations. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, like in the be- in the beginning, Gundam, Zaku, Shaw, I don't know, those, whenever, every time they said those things, it threw me off, <laughs> just because, uh, I've, you know, watched and heard, and, like, how everybody else generally pronounces it in the correct way, and hearing it, like, said like that in, in such a different way, in such a, I don't know, it was really jarring every time, and I, I didn't really get used to it. But I still somewhat enjoyed it, yeah. I just thought it was funny. Like, every time they said, Gundam, get in the Gundam, Amuro. (laughs) Oh, I even heard one of the characters call Amuro Amuro. I was like, yo, you've been saying Amuro this whole time, and now he's Amuro. I don't think we can really judge it on the the dub. In in fairness for the dub, I did enjoy the voices that were chosen. Just the, uh, the mispronunciation was my issue. One of the positives that I personally really enjoyed was that Char was voiced by Steve Bloom. And uh, that's, you know, I don't know, that, that's just me being partial because I think he's, you know, he's one of one of the most iconic voice actors out there. But, you know, I just, I thought his voice fit him, you know. I thought it was pretty good. And I, I thought Amro's voice was pretty good too. I just, you know, <clears throat> problems, but... Yeah. You know, other than that, other than their... The dialogue being somewhat choppy in terms of the pronunciation and in terms of when they would like speak to each other and respond and all that kind of stuff. Probably a bit more to blame on the direction of how it was, you know, how, you know, how they were directed with that. I thought their voices themselves were just fine. So for anyone that doesn't know, and if I remember correctly, these compilation films are the entirety, the, the three films um, make up the entirety of 
Mobile Suit Gundam. So I think 40, 43 or 44 episodes split into three sections. About two hours long each. Yeah. And I think that the reason they did that was because the original run of Mobile Suit Gundam didn't do too well until kind of towards the end. And then the creator decided that it would be easier to to consume in a more condensed fashion. And he also made slight alterations to these compilation films and added a little more realism into it. I think in the original Gundam series, it's a little more, I would say, like cartoony, campy. Um, I think there's uh, Amuro gets gun parts in the original series, which is like, uh, he can transform his Gundam into like a, a aerial mode and a tank mode. And they, I think they cut that out of, out of the compilation films to try and make it a little more realistic. So there's, there's slight alterations like that, but overall, I think the feel and the, the plot and none of that changes really. So I don't know if the gun parts and the campiness would alter our thoughts on the film, but to me, I, I really don't think that it, it does because those changes are so minor. So what did you guys think of the main character so far, Amuro Ray? Uh, Orpez, I'll, I'll let you start off. Uh, I was going to say, you go first. I, I have a lot to say. So. All right, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Orpez will cover the complaints about Amuro. Uh, other than that, I see Amuro as being a child that has been pushed into war. So him being the way that he is somewhat makes sense. And the compilation film, being a compilation film, also uh, condenses timing. So Amuro seems a bit more flip-floppy than he maybe is in the series. But other than that, uh, I think Amuro is fine. He's just a child pushed into war, and he gets in the robot, unlike another child pilot from a different series. Darpazo, your thoughts? So you think he's just fine. Okay. Well, Well, I'm, I'm a lot more forgiving on characters. Well, okay. So here's the thing. In terms of likability, I honestly did not like Amaro. I thought that he was, like you said, he's he's whiny, and I'll chalk that up to the fact that he is a child. That's understandable. And the whole thing with him flip flopping, I kind of imagined that that would probably be a like you know probably a detractor to the fact that it's a condensed movie. Maybe. The pacing in terms of that, and in terms of the range, like, you know, his emotional flip-flop is probably more justified in the timing with uh, the actual series. But the way that it comes uh, comes off in this, it just comes off as really, like, bipolar, and it's really annoying, honestly. Uh, it, it bugged me. It just made him more unlikable to me. I just thought he was rude when he didn't necessarily have to be. I thought he was, like, snippy to everybody for no reason. I, I thought he just, he seemed like he didn't give a crap about a lot of things. And then he'd be like, oh, I give a crap. Like, the first thing that he does is he's like, oh, I need to help everybody because uh, I need to do something. Because uh, this is a war. Gotta save lives and all this stuff. And then right after that whole sequence... In the beginning, he moves on to not caring, and is he's just like, oh, I don't want to get in the, I don't want to drive or you know pilot the Gundam. You do it yourself. To that blue-haired guy, by the way, just for reference, what's his name again? I kind of forgot his name. Bright Noah or Noah Bright, one or the other. It is Bright Noah. Bright Noah. By the way, I I did like him, but in that scene, I I just thought he was being unreasonable. Like he just went through going to push for for action from himself. And now he's just completely flip-flopped and doesn't want to do Jack. And he's just being unreasonable. And it's just like, oh, it's not my problem. When, you know, 
his people are pretty much getting attacked and being threatened to be blown up. And it just, it was, it, it came off really ugly. I didn't like it. I didn't like his character for that. And the things that he says are hypocritical. Like, uh, he's, after, right after that scene, actually, he's like, oh, well, I guess I, I am really a soldier now. And then, like, after, just right after, no, he has another conversation, another brief conversation before taking off with that bright Noah guy. And he's like, he's like, I'm a civilian. Basically saying, like, why aren't you taking care of me? I'm a civilian. Because the bright Noah guy just said, he got done saying, we need to protect the civilians. And now Amaro's, like, turning around just because it, it comes off as, like, being more convenient to him. And wanting to just kind of relax and do whatever he wants. And then he just flip-flops. He gets all mopey. He's, he slaps that one, <laughs> his friend. He slaps her, like, super early. Right after her her, grand, her grandfather and her mother were killed in an explosion. Yeah, exactly. He just slaps her, <laughs> told her to get over it. Which, exactly. for karma, later, Amuro gets slapped by Bright Noah. Yeah, for and he gets slapped by that <laughs> other guy. That other guy that I don't really remember his name, but I think he's like, he hangs out around with this guy named Ryu. Yeah, he hangs out with, he, is that him, or does he hang out with the other guy that's named Ryu? <laughs> that guy's name is Ryu Jose. Okay, yeah, see? Well, Ryu Jose freaking slaps the crap out of him, too. <laughs> and I just, I, I think it's hilarious, because another thing... When you take that into consideration with the fact that he slapped her, he slapped his friend first. Sure, he's being helpful to her. But then when he gets slapped by everybody else, like, stop being a little prick, then he gets all butthurt about it. And he's just, he's, he's just such a child. He's so bratty and unlikable. And he flip-flops to whatever is convenient to him. He's so excited to go see his mother, to go look for her, to go find her. He finds her. She says one thing that he doesn't like. He's like, oh, so you think I'm a murderer? Well, you just shot some guy, so yeah, I think you're a murderer. <laughs> and he just flips on her. He turns his back on her. He runs away. The poor mom, she's like, oh, I should have left you. Yeah, because, I mean, the first thing that he's doing is he's just sitting in his room completely ignoring the fact that there's, like, a crisis going on around him. His friend's, like, in his face trying to warn him and to, to protect him. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just be quiet. You know, that's not exactly what he said, but that's essentially what he was trying to convey. He's just not caring, and he's just really annoying. I just, I did not like his character. He's a little prick. I wish I, I could have slapped the crap out of him. Um, All right, so I don't... Time, how, how long was that rant? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't feel as strongly <laughs> as you about Amro. Uh, I kind of lean, I guess, more t slightly towards Garcil's side. So I, I lean more towards Garcil's side slightly, because I understand that he's... I don't even know. They don't even tell you his age, but he's he's young. I would assume he's around 16. Or I thought he was like around 14 or, or younger. Uh, back then, a lot, of the, a lot of the main characters were a whole lot younger. Yeah. So yeah. I forget, Yusuke Yurameshi was a middle schooler. <laughs> He's super young, and he, and, he, and he obviously has a mental breakdown, like, towards the end of this film. So, the stress is getting to him. I think he's trying to, like, bolster himself as kind of this tough guy. He's on a military ship. He, he has to kind of be somewhat imposing, I guess. He's also their only pilot and their their main source of protection. But he he's yeah, but he also takes advantage of that. He's, he is cocky, and he's arrogant. Exactly. Um, and I, I also didn't understand 
why Shar was so impressed with his abilities when most of the, what I saw in this part of the film was that the Gundam was the main like it did everything for him he didn't do anything by himself he exactly was impressed with Amuro when oh look at that reaction time but in, at this point in the series he didn't have that like he wasn't reacting super well when you see Shar fighting he's like dodging bullets at point blank range and getting up close uh-huh. and punching Amro, which would have killed him if he wasn't in like something made of the material that the Gundam's made of. And he blasted him at that at point blank range with that clear shot and Amro tanked it because of the Gundam and he was just impressed, which yeah, it's just the Gundam, but all the more yeah. reason that's that point does get pushed a lot that the Gundam is just a higher spec than every other mobile suit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it literally carried him. I'm talking specifically about Char and his, like, I don't know what he's seeing in Amuro because that isn't really portrayed to us as a viewer because I assume that we're all the same page here that the Gundam is what is what's giving Amuro his abilities when Char, the character of Char, sees Amuro doing something that's impressing him when, when it's mostly the Gundam. Like, everyone else in the series is like, it's the Gundam. The Gundam's the thing that's carrying him. But Char is like, Oh, that boy. He's my mm-hmm. rival for no reason. <laughs> I just didn't understand. Yeah, I I agree. I wasn't quite on board with that. Um, I just, especially with that moment that they're fighting, I think it was during their first confrontation, in which um, he dodges, you know, Char dodges Amaro's beam and ends up right behind him. He's about to attack him. He's about to blast him. And uh, Amaro panics, and he just does whatever, and he, like, flips it. And, and dodges Char's attack. And, I mean, it just... It didn't seem like something that was quite as impressive as what Char had literally just done before him. Or before that mm-hmm. happened. So I yeah. just didn't understand this whole praise that Char had for him. Like, it just... It never came... It never really came to, you know, came to Yeah, me. and for all Char knows, this is a trained individual, like, piloting something that is overpowered. So, I don't think he knows that Amaro's a kid at, the, at that point, in the beginning, when he first praises him. So, that didn't make sense, but... I mean, in fairness, he does find out. Does he find out? I forgot, honestly. <laughs> like, did he find out in that part one? Uh, well, yeah, later in the series. Okay. That's a uh, yeah. That's a, another thing that I kind of just want to get cleared up since you guys know more about it in general than me. Believe me, I don't know much about this either. Well, still, I'm sure you paid attention probably a little bit better considering I watched the movie throughout the entirety of today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, um, like it's just so the Gundam was their own was the the federation's only mobile suit then not overall but like just in in terms of this series like this series that we're watching i only saw that other thing the the tank looking thing yeah the gun tank and the gun cannon yeah those two weren't those two like prototype gundams that just were basically failures into what they wanted yeah so i think there's 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 more rx units but okay yeah because i I remember yeah, I don't think they're they ever got deployed in the in the series. They might have even okay. been blown up. Should, those should be remember. up until Zeta, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think the RX seventy eight two. Well, the one and two are both the, in Zeta. The one and two are in Zeta. Yeah, and the Alex is something else. The Alex is a, <laughs> is a new type. It's the precursor to the high. Oh, so this, this will be like later, later on. Then. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Um, 
in terms of like background information, I think you get more of it in the the Shar Origin Gundam Origin that the mm-hmm. Zaku was the first like combat mobile suit. So the Zeon forces had a heads mm-hmm. up on, or a, like a head start on mobile suit production, whereas the Federation had to catch up. And they have like gyms, which are G- like GM mobile suits. They're like fodder. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I don't think we've seen one so far because we've only really been tracking what White Base has and they don't have anything. <laughs> they're, they're manned by civilians. And I was going to go into that. Like, how do you guys feel about the theme of or the idea concept of civilians manning, fully manning a, an assault ship? It looks like White Base is. <laughs> what, what, does that, what does that say about the Federation Army when they're constantly saying that these complete amateurs are good enough? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that came off as just like, are so so many of them actually this incompetent as the being shown up by a bunch of newbies? Now I don't know. You have two children, by the way. Yeah, is it's three just, children. It, like, I, okay, Kai is in the gun cannon. Then Hayato. So they call the, the other thing. They call Zeon what the the. The resistance, or I think they reference them like that at one yeah. point, or something like that. Um, that usually, to me, comes off as they're the smaller faction, or at least maybe equal to. Probably not the bigger or the superior in general. Sure, they are superior in terms of technology, you know, up until the Gundam, but. I thought that they would at least be on equal footing, but it really comes off as as if the Federation is just really the smaller one in terms of manpower, and I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought they would have gone into like some sort of lore backstories like in this first half, or this mm-hmm. first third, I guess. And they didn't. Like, we know nothing. We don't know. Like, they bring in um, Garma Zabi and um, Dozel Zabi and the Zabi family. We don't know who mm-hmm. they are, and we don't know why they're there. Or how they came know. to power and stuff like that. Yeah, and we don't know yeah. why Char hates them so much. And we don't know well, why... Char was just power hungry. No. See, I, I I, don't know if... is it Would it be okay to just talk about, you know? Because I already know why. But I don't know if you guys want to go into the, the series that we I mean, we don't, we don't know, so we probably shouldn't go. Well, that's yeah. That's I have an idea, anyway. just because I... S- uh, be just because I started the Char one, but yeah. I kind of want to like look at this in the perspective of just of these movies. Watch. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to go for. So in, in terms of these movies, we have no idea why, why Char hates them. We don't know why the Zabi family's in power. Um, we don't know why the they're fighting in the first place. We just know that there's a war mm-hmm. going on between the Federation and Zeon, and that's it. And we don't know why. And yeah. I find that kind of interesting story-wise because there's nothing really to grasp onto. However, I am enjo- like I did enjoy this so far. Like it's it's interesting to see Bright Noah trying to command like a ship full of noobs, and apparently being so successful that you know the higher ups are actually. It's really pushing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's kind of it's yeah it's 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 interesting so far. I mean, and I like the art style and the animation's not that bad. So it's just weird how they didn't show anything. Like you see, from from if I were to watch this right now and just look at the information that they give me throughout the films, it kind of seems like Zeon's kind of like Nazi-ish, I guess. 
like you see him saying like hail zeon hail zeon and when they're in the capital mm-hmm. after garma dies but uh, other yeah. than that that's kind of that's kind of all you get yeah um with the whole limited backstory and honestly in general i kind of thought that in terms of the details uh considering like with everything in general it seemed really surface level. I thought they'd go into more of like the background, the lore in terms of everything. Well, I'll give you an example here um, that was kind of randomly sprung up. So when they're having that orbital battle, um, when you know Amro and uh, the Federation are trying to like re-enter, I think it was Earth. They're flying around and they're they're fighting, if I remember correctly. Which makes sense, because that's what I feel like I've always seen Gundams do. But then out of nowhere, once they reach... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was once they reach into the Earth, like they're, like they're past the atmosphere. Um, Bright Noah yells out at some point, uh, The Gundam is fighting in the air! Yeah. Uh... They're fighting in space! They were fighting in space just before. How, how are they not able to fly? I, are the Zaku's mm-hmm. only land-based i'm pretty sure i saw them fly her off earlier yeah i did i remember they had like a jetpack so i so, just that kind of really caught me off guard i was like what the hell <laughs> crystal do you want to you want to answer this <laughs> you go ahead man so so i think you never actually see the zaku's fly they're in space so so they just use thrusters to propel themselves that's not mm. necessarily i think what he was saying was like Amaro can take on, like, he can stay in the air and fight the jets, like, the spacecraft, whereas okay. Shar flying down, he gets deployed out of the ship in the air, and then travels downward, dodging Amaro's shots with the thrusters as he goes towards the ground, but he's ne- he never, like, flies up and, like, stays in the air to fight, because I don't mm. think that, at this point, the Zaku's have that capability. The Gundam has hops, yeah they can just like bounce (laughs) that's funny well sorry that was kind of uh i kind of just kind of threw that in but going back to the original point in terms of like how deep it goes into the backstory and lore and all that kind of stuff i thought it was kind of uh like i said really surface level like the explanations in terms of the gundam and it's i mean let's also be mindful that it is the first movie yes but I thought they'd say like a little bit more detail, like just out of just hearing it from other people and whatnot, like this whole I mean, Gundanium armor thing and all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to look at it with just like the perspective of like, okay, if I didn't know what that was, but I heard it, why don't they bring it up here? They did, they just didn't really talk about anything. They just pretty much always referred. They just resorted to saying the Gundam is so superior. That's pretty much it. Like, they never mm-hmm. talked about why it's really superior, how it's really superior, um, what makes it so special. Here's another uh, here, Here's another random question that I have for you guys. So, is it really the Gundam's armor that was strong enough to, like, to withstand the re-entry uh, into the atmosphere? Because when Amaro was, like, going through it, he had to activate some kind of mode. And then what, somebody mentioned that it was, like, the coolants beca- that yeah, are activated on the Gundam that enable it to survive atmospheric re-entrance. So is that actually the armor that's tough enough to withstand that? Or is it just the co- like the compensation, essentially, that uh, the coolants provide 
to you know cool the unit down and and allow it to not burn up into the atmosphere probably a bit of both since the gundam armor is like just made out of some super adamantium shit or something like that <laughs> and then the gundam does have a cooling system for re-entry which okay i i don't think i've ever seen it in any other gundam yeah, um, I got. I haven't really seen a ton of Gundams, but in the other ones that I've seen, I, I, yeah, fairness, they never had anything like that at all. Iron Blood Orphans. Yeah, I, that and what was it? A Double O and uh, was it um, Unicorn? Unicorn. Uni- I, th- I don't think they ever re-enter in Unicorn. No, wait. Yeah, you're you're right. No, I was just I, I just I just remembered that clip from Wing that you showed me. <laughs> Yeah, we won't talk about that until we get. Yeah, at a later date, huh? Yeah, but but still, I was just kind of wondering. I mean, overall, the Gundam's armor is tough, and they pretty much make that a point every time they attack it. The Gundam might have been able to survive, but Amaro might have, and the system might have fried inside without the coolant. I don't know. If that's, oh, okay. That might have happened because that's that's a like disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a um, that's a an in, that's an interesting interpretation, or at least like something that's it sounds plausible, and I welcome it. You know, thanks for sharing it. Is that you know, it's just it's nice to think about. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, because I think that's just me kind of like compare. If we look at the UC series, I think we'll find that yeah. it tries to be aside from new type. I think it tries to be more realistic. In terms of the capabilities of like the suit, actually, I think yeah, for the for at least for this part, till we get to like the crazy stuff that happens in something like Unicorn, but or, or Double O. <laughs> well, Double O is not part of the UC timeline. So yeah, that's the, true. That's true. So if we, yeah, so those those ones that's see, those alternate ones be, one. Yeah, the alternate timelines get a little more crazy with what I think than what they let the Gundams be capable of. Yeah, because in this, in this, it kind of seems like the Gundam does, it does kind of boost his abilities, but only because it's more durable. I feel like if Shar and Amuro both had, you know, or even like those those grunt characters had something as powerful as a Gundam, they would destroy Amuro instantly. So <laughs> it's it's more so it's just durable right now. Amuro isn't really like he's like an ace pilot or anything. He's just flying out in the middle of nowhere and kind of attracting fire at this point in the series. So that and other people can get pretty away much from just them. taking it because he can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, talking like I like the characters. What did you guys think of the other characters? Yourself? <laughs> oh, my favorite character was Kachin, the the coward <laughs> who I oh. believe is a better shot than Amuro is. Is this the guy that talks crap all the time and then yeah. he's like pissing his pants? Yeah. Oh my god. Going, going back to the pissing his pants. <laughs> when he first launched the gun cannon, he shot down like two two different uh little uh airplane thingies. Yeah. Yeah. He shot two down while pissing his pants, basically. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna say that he's a better shot than Amaro is. You yeah. see though, I mean Amaro was capping things like Yeah, but he had like early, a scope like, and a cannon that Yeah, that's true. Anything. That, yeah, know. that's definitely true. So at first, <laughs> I, I I mean, I like the... All the character designs are nice. Um, mm. Kai's is probably the most... <laughs> he looks like a thug. <laughs> um, I think I like... I don't know. I really like Bright. Salem Moss is her... I, I don't know if it's just the voice actor... <laughs> actress but she her voice in that show is terrible 
Dude, the accent though, I love it. I don't know what it's an accent of. I thought it was like at first I was like, is that Irish? No, is that like I kind of thought it'd be like Welsh or something. Is it? Is it Eastern European? I don't know. But yeah, her character, the character, I, I'm 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 frustrated with Frau Bo because she's like catering to Amro. She also flip flops almost as often as Amro does. Either either she's completely worried about them, or she's just angry at them, or she just gets jealous. Yeah, no, that is oh, true. Yeah, he's he Amro's like he's like hunting that milf. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the pink haired the pink haired milf. Uh, he's just staring at her. He just stares at her, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's important yet, but it's just really staring is not a crime. He mentioned that he he knows her or he feels like he knows yeah. her i thought it was I, her mom at first i thought i thought that too but and then, then we meet her mom. mom yeah mm-hmm. so she's yeah that's that's a weird relationship i don't know what that is but frau Bo, obviously her reactions show us as the audience that amuro is like eyeing this woman with <laughs> with like some sort of passion because she's pissed every time she comes in um mm-hmm. and then Oh, that ca- the captain. She's she's just like I can fly this. I've I think I can fly it. And then she's like a like an she- ace who can maneuver the, the oh into like a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like oh yeah, I remember when she she's like I can do it. And it's like I just read the manual like five minutes ago. He's just like good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like site site seven had some like. <laughs> You should be high in that place if it wasn't, isn't it destroyed? <laughs> but <laughs> they were making some, they were making some pretty top tier uh, soldiers in that that area because all of them were like, "Yep, we're pros already. We just came out. We're like regular <laughs> civilian kids, and now we're the Ace Federation's pilot. top soldiers." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so far. What do you guys think of it? I think it's enjoyable. I'm liking it. I enjoyed it. You know, I I enjoyed it. I kind of figured, like, just kind of knowing that it was a condensed version of a longer series, uh, I felt like that kind of helped my enjoyment of it because it lets me forgive certain things about the pacing that would otherwise, I would say, feel kind of strange. Like, everything feels like it happens back to back. But I'm sure it's not necessarily supposed to actually be like that. At least that's what I'm thinking. I'm giving, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you know. But that's the pacing in terms of trying to condense something into something shorter. Something that's what did you say was like sixty episodes or something like that? Uh, It's like forty, forty, forty-three or forty-four. Okay, well that's that's still a fair amount. So so I think that that uh, it's a it's a decent compromise. Like in terms of my enjoyment, I I did enjoy it. I thought the animation was fine, and it wasn't like like there are sometimes that I th- I think that this like something can look so old that I will not enjoy it. But this like yeah, it looked old, but it was still actually pretty good. Yeah, the colors so, nice. I still give the it a thumbs up. Nice. Yeah, mm. I don't think the background looked beautiful. And- a lot of the space backgrounds look beautiful. Yeah, so. I was really impressed. I don't know if they enhanced the the color or something in the the movie version, but I, the movie came out like right after the the series in like the eighties. The series was in, did it? Uh, I was about to ask that. I was gonna yeah. ask that. 
Yeah, because he made the, the films because the, the show was not popular and then became popular towards the end of it. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to make some movies, trying to get more people excited for it. I thought it was pretty good so far. I, I'm really looking forward to some of the, the Xeon characters, like um, seeing more Char. Um, Romba Rawl, who pilots the Blue Goof. <laughs> he, <laughs> I want to see more of him and seeing some of the things that might come up in, in the later. Because I feel like you hear a lot of things about the first Gundam series, like this happens, this happens, this happens. And so the fact that they haven't happened yet kind of gives me something to look, to look forward, forward to. to. Yeah, uh-huh. like I, I know some things that do happen and they didn't happen in this part. So they're, they're going to happen probably in the, the second or third. Or probably in the third, I think a lot of the stuff happens in in the space. But so far, it's pretty good. Almer is a little annoying, but I feel like he'll he sh- he'll mature. I think later on when they when he kind of realizes his importance, and when the Zeon forces get a little stronger, and then maybe he'll have to be more attentive and smart with his actions instead of just running in there and be like, I have the this OP gun that you can't touch, so <laughs> I can do whatever I want. And- <laughs> You can kick me and punch me and shoot me and it's not going to do anything. But when they actually get, you know, the ability to hurt him, I think it's going to it's gonna be a little different. But yeah, part one is pretty good. Those slaps yeah. to Amaro really, really <laughs> carried me through this one. <laughs> you know, now you know it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I, I am surprised that you guys have not sent me one picture of the the second slap. <laughs> Spoilers, um, Hmm? Spoilers. We wanted wanted you to have something to look forward to. (laughs) Well, it was it was well worth it. I literally watched that four times after it happened. I rewind it to see that little punk get slapped. (laughs) (laughs) He was just sitting in bed. I think I should. uh, We should ask one or talk about one more thing, and that's kind of like the themes. Because I know Gundam's supposed to be heavy on like themes of I think anti-war. And uh, the effects of war on on people and both sides. So, did you guys get any of that in this first part, or was it a little too, you know, condensed or not enough backstory to really flesh that out? Or, but so, what do you guys think about kind of the themes that are in this first? Well, part? the whole uh, war is bad. Uh, Amuro does have a breakdown near the end of the film. Yeah, where he, he's just almost pretty much comatose and doesn't almost can't pilot it. Pilot the Gundam. Yeah. And also, uh, what was his name? The the, the guy that gets killed at the end? Germa? Uh, the, oh, Garma. Yeah. Garma, yeah. Garma. So Garma is... He wants to make something of himself. And, uh... Damn, his, his girl got to, cucked. <laughs> <laughs> and pushes <laughs> to, uh... Puts himself in danger to, uh... To make, him, make himself good enough for his family. Yeah, that's true. I... I... I, I kind of got caught up in the whole like this the effect on the civilians how they had to rally together and kind of take a take control over the situation even though it and join the mess even though it wasn't necessarily theirs to to really have to deal with they were kind of thrust into it and and then when they were asking for help over and over and over again they're so i don't know if it's just that the white base isn't super important or whatever but they kept getting kind of no, we we don't have resources for you. Uh, this is fine. You can you can survive with these civilians. And it, it was kind of showing 
the harshness of war and maybe the lack of resources and how it's not really fair, I guess, that and they're kind of in that situation that they don't like, really want to be in, even though the show kind of makes it seem like they're okay with it, aside from Amaro, because all the other ones are like pretty hyped up to volunteer. But, Except Kai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Huh. You know, um, in terms of the whole war aspect... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't quite catch me with that whole war is is bad type of thing. I don't know. Not that it's good, obviously, but just it didn't seem like it was real. Like I didn't feel like there was something to emphasize. Like anything in particular. Like war is bad. Other than the only thing that I thought of was when uh, Amaro's mom tells him that you know. Nobody has the right to take anybody else's life. I think that's the the biggest moment that impacted me in terms of the whole theme and the the message in Gundam that you guys brought up. So I I'm hoping that the other movies expand on it. I'm hoping that the other movies and I'm I'm pretty hopeful that they'll probably make Amara more likable. I did I do understand what you guys mean by that um, he. He was he got all traumatized and all that kind of stuff and was breaking down at the end. That was pretty pretty good actually. Uh, even though personally I was kind of laughing at it just because it kind it comes off as more campy, but that's just an effect of uh, it being an older movie. So I don't want to fault it, but it kind of just comes with it as is because it's an older movie and it comes off as very campy to me that way. But overall. Um, I generally agree with you guys. Okay, so I think that's it for the discussion on the first part of the movie, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. No, I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, it'll be interesting. (laughs) All right, that's it for the first episode of the ZakuTaku podcast. Join us next time for parts two and three of the Mobile Suit Gundam compilation films.